Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. I'm super excited to do this particular episode. This is the first ever podcast swap on the Smart Cleaning School. I was recently interviewed by my good friend, John Stange, in front of his Platform Launcher's live audience. In this interview, John wanted me to teach the benefits and the synergy of running a local service-based business along with growing a platform. Let me briefly tell you about John Stange. He is a pastor in the Philadelphia area that has developed over 10 income streams outside of his pastor's income. He is a platform builder. John's first platform is called DesireJesus.com, where he has been blogging, selling books and ads while helping Christians grow closer to Jesus for years. John also started the Daily Audio Bible Podcast in 2016, which has just surpassed 8 million downloads. He is one of my heroes as a podcaster. I remember meeting John in person for the first time. We met at a Five Guys outside of Philadelphia. I was there first, and as he strolled up, I recognized him from seeing his Facebook profile picture. And I tell you what, this is one of those situations where the voice precedes the image. I heard him say my name, and he said a few other words, and my first thought was, wow, what a voice. He has a voice for radio, a voice for podcasting, and I knew that he had a show, but I didn't realize the magnitude at that time. And apparently, 8 million people do agree with my assertion that he has a voice for radio. John has been able to reach the masses with his 2021 book, Dwell on These Things. Please check out in the show notes the link to that particular podcast that I did in 2021. John has been very successful in developing his own platforms that he made the decision at the end of 2021 that he was going to begin to help others do the same. I highly recommend his membership if you are a cleaner wanting to do something else to help others. It's called building a platform. So I hope that you enjoy this podcast from Platform Builders and John Stange. You're listening to the Platform Launchers Podcast, and we're about to chat about how you can inspire more people with your message, build a loyal online audience, and earn a full or part-time income from your knowledge. Let's go. 
Good evening and welcome to this week's podcast for Platform Launchers. I'm John Stonge, and this week we have a very special guest expert with us. We have my friend Ken Carfagno, and I'm going to tell you just a little bit about who Ken is and what Ken does. Ken is the owner of Carfagno Cleaning Incorporated, and he's also the host of the Smart Cleaning School podcast. You can find him at smartcleaningschool.com. And in addition to all these cool things that he's doing with with his business and with this platform, he's just a cool guy. So you're going to see that as uh, we have the opportunity to talk. But Ken, welcome to Platform Launchers. We're glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much, John. I really appreciate the invite and having the no pressure of being in front of a lot of other people looking at me with this interview. So yeah, this is- I know. I Right before we started the uh, interview here, I asked Ken if he had ever recorded a podcast interview before a live audience, because we have our members club live here on the call with us. And he said he's seen it done, but this is his first foray into actually, you know, being before a live studio audience and doing this. But the reason that we, we brought Ken on tonight is because Ken does something that's unique. And it's an interesting take on how to use a platform that I, I was hopeful would be insightful and inspiring for our members club, but also for those who are listening to our podcast, just the concept of blending a service-based business and an online platform and what that looks like to blend service-based business work with an online platform. So we're going to delve into that in a little bit here. But before we delve into the topic of online platforms and service-based business and everything else, Ken, just to bring us up to date on everything going on in your life, please tell us about yourself and about the nature of your business. Sure. So first and foremost, I'm a husband, almost 20 years, father of five. Our kids range in age from four to 17. So one is still, you know, kind of watching VeggieTales and another one's driving around. So it is definitely an interesting dynamic in the home. We are a homeschooling family since day one. So if you, if you, if you were to catch me and say, well, what was your, your, your mission or your, your family kind of values coming into marriage? Well, we're a Christian family and we always wanted to have mom home. We always wanted to have a life, plan a life where we would have dinners at home, like just something simple. We wanted to have dinners together. We always have valued reading. And so we always wanted to have nights free so we could read to our children and just grow up together with our kids. And a barrier to that was a lot of work. So there was always in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I'm a former engineer before I ever got into a career of cleaning. And there's always a story behind that. But how can I, how can I, maximize, optimize? How could I take the, the thing that I have to do to create the thing that I want to be? How do I make that into something that can produce what I want? But then I also want the thing that I'm going to you know, toil for. Um, and I heard the word stewarding in the, the pre-interview comments. We believe that any business that we run is not our business. It's all his, it's all God's business. And we believe we're, that we are called to be steward to manage everything that we are given to manage and we want to operate as it's actually the mission statement of our cleaning company, Carfagno commercial cleaning or a 10 talent company. And that's modeled after Matthew 25. So that's a quick baseline, mm-hmm. uh, professionally mechanical engineer out of Penn state and worked for GE. I was kind of picked to be a potential 
executive early on. So I was in a leadership program with GE. They groomed me quick and they burnt me out even quicker. <laughs> so I was uh, 20, 23 and I met Jack Welch, met the whole board of directors and I was a big shot, but really wasn't. Within two years, I had already changed my mind about all the engineering that I thought I was going to be doing with my life. And the values that we had always had, they, uh, they started really surfacing. Like we need something different. And so we decided mom's going to stay home. We're going to homeschool. We want to instill the values we want. We want to instill entrepreneurship. And that's, you know, we started getting into business on the side when I was still an engineer. And then it just kind of, you know, a career evolved. Never once did we ever figure it out. And I still haven't. <laughs> I think that's what's really amazing about what you're doing here, John, is that anyone can come onto this at any stage and learn something. A platform, it's evolving all the time. And with, mm -hmm. the te with everything changing out there, even the most experienced podcaster, like I'll be at a, you and I will be at a conference and, you know, here we are. Um, there's podcast, there's podcast movement. And these guys, the hungriest to learn are the, are the ones with the biggest podcasts. It's so interesting. Like you, John, you have a, a huge podcast, a huge listenership, big platform. You're one of the hungriest guys that I, that I see in a learning mode. And you're also one of the humblest guys. So you guys have a great leader here with Platform Launchers. Uh, you're blessed. So that's my quick story and background. Where do you want to go from here, sir? First of all, thanks for those kind comments. That that was uh, obviously very kind of you to say that. And I really do appreciate that. I, and we're, I'm going to follow up on one of the entrepreneurial uh, comments that you made just a moment ago. But I'm going to save that for a second because I want you to give our members club here and those listening on the podcast kind of a the the high level view of your business and your your platform like what does it look like you know like what do you have going on just the basics of it because i'll i'll ask some deeper level questions here in a second but what's the basics of it okay so the main business carfagner commercial cleaning has evolved dramatically in the past 12 months one year ago i was the world expert in solo cleaning cleaning industry is a niche in of itself within the entrepreneur world Within cleaning, most people grow teams. I was the guy that decided to work by, to stay by myself, but the engineer and the cleaner mixed, and I was able to create a life, a career where I could work two days a week and make a full-time income. And based on that role, when I get onto groups and, hey, let me introduce myself and, and help out, they were very intrigued by that. That created an opportunity for coaching and to do a platform within my industry. That's where it started. In the past year, and you just... Some of you may have heard the interview that launched here recently with another platform launchers member, Mr. Josh Melton, and him and I did a follow-up interview on our Smart Cleaning School podcast, and it was one year, like what's happened in one year. So that was May of 2021. Today, Carfagno Cleaning Inc., as you, as you opened here, that is still the corporation name, and I was... 90% residential and a little bit of commercial. It's completely flipped. We have decided to go 100% all in on commercial slash office cleaning. And we serve here in the Indian Valley of Pennsylvania, the suburbs of Philadelphia. So we're you know kind of in the Montgomery and part of Bucks County, central to upper Montgomery and like Western Bucks, the Indian Valley. And so we serve small professional businesses that really do care about what the office looks like the first impression, those type of companies. And we hire when we have a team, we've been growing. I've not hired 
a year ago, we weren't hiring people. So now we're building a team or systems and we're building a, a janitorial company mm-hmm. with a goal, with a goal eventually to be a million dollar company. And, but really the, the, the purpose behind that is obviously there's goals involved for our own, our own family. We want to have the time, the money, the location, freedom to do the things we want to do. But there's also a tremendous heart and passion and desire to serve the community, to serve at a greater capacity. And when you start hiring people and you see how grateful they they become for even giving them a part-time job that they love and they're making money at it, it's so fulfilling. So that's what's happening on the cleaning side of things. Mm -hmm. I used to be cleaning 100%. It was a grueling process. Uh, But in February of this year, our family was able to do something that we could never have imagined and we took an entire month and we went and, and lived in uh, just outside of Clearwater, Florida for the entire month of February and escaped the Pennsylvania winter. It was amazing. And I saw many of you while I was in, or you're in Florida, that just an experience like no other experience of a lifetime. That was a goal we had set. We're so grateful that we could pull that off. Definitely wasn't on our own strength. That's for sure. A lot of prayer, a lot of work, you know, the expression work like it's up to you, pray like it's up to God. Yeah, for so sure. That's uh, well, that's that's sorry. the high level view. That's the overview. Well, you would also use the, the word entrepreneurial, right? Just a few moments ago when you were talking about just the different things you're doing. And I'm curious, were you always entrepreneurial or is that an aspect of your personality that developed over time? Yes and yes, absolutely. When I was eight years old, I used to have these little notebooks that I would make my own inventions, Kenny's inventions. And I would draw out these amazing pictures. I had it all figured out. And the only person that noticed in my life was my grandfather. And he raised me like my dad. He was my dad. And he would see these things and like, oh, wow. Kenny, make me a promise. Like, yeah, anything pop up. Promise me that you're going to give me your first million. I said, okay, anything you say, you can have my first million. (laughs) So that hasn't, that never Unfortunately, never got to happen. I did give him a piece of paper that was a million dollar bill I picked up at a church. Um, but he uh, he passed away two years ago. He was the the man that really was my encourager. I think I heard someone here mention Ava podcast or platform around encouraging words, mm-hmm. and that was him in my life. So I had that in me. There was no one in my family that was an entrepreneur until I dug deeper. When I became an entrepreneur, I found this out that all four of my great grandfathers were business owners. And I never knew, like, I never, I didn't really know any of my great grandfathers. They think, yeah, they all passed before I was born. I didn't know they, so I had this heritage, didn't know it. Uh, I was groomed pretty much from a white collar family. So college, 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 but there was always that in there. And then I remember having ideas in college, like, oh, I could do this. I could, what if I could do that? And then in my first two years of working at GE, and starting to feel some of those hardships and the debt coming on from college, the, the need for something bigger or different, or I can't do this the rest of my life started creeping in like that, that honeymoon phase was ending. And of all things, I was approached by the Amway business, a good friend of mine from college. And I just felt, I, I just completely was, I was just so allured and it, it the, the dream, like the idea of, of freedom. And I was like, wow, this, this is possible. That's all people that were accomplishing and then that's where the development, the second part of your question, the development happened in those three to five years of just grinding. I hated reading books. Sorry if you're an author, or book There's writer, several of us on here. You just, you just offended half of us. Thanks, Ken. So, no, just kidding. So, so if that's you and 
that was me. I was, um, you, you do enough engineering books in college. You'll never want to read one again. I promise you. (laughs) Well, engineering books. I don't know that. I don't know that any of us on here write those. (laughs) So that was, uh, a big shock when I was told I need to start reading books if I wanted to grow as an entrepreneur. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I saw that it, it made significant changes for me. My confidence, I was very, very shy, mm-hmm. extremely introverted, could not talk to people. And I started reading books like how to win friends. Like, why do I want to read? I don't want to win any friends. <laughs> read it. It'll help you. Skill with people, how to have confidence and power in dealing with people, the friendship factor, all these books that and these Ogmandino books that make me cry. All these books, I'm like, wow, this world is out there. So that really started to move me. And then just getting out there and taking action and getting a dream. So it was a, the answer was yes and yes. And yes this and is something yes. that we put into our kids as soon as possible. Oh, yeah. Possible. yeah. Well, even just the fact that they're growing up in the culture of your household, the way you structure things, that's obviously going to have an impact on them. Plus, I, you know, and I, I have a question about this I'm going to ask in a little bit, but that whole trip to Florida where you guys were able to just basically uproot and do something, that's not common. That is not a common thing to be able to do that. So I do have a question about that, but I'm going to save that for a minute because I want to ask something else first. I've often heard that it was said that the fastest path to an above average income is running a service-based business, that if you would like to to truly get to a spot where you know your your income is above average or above what a typical employer is willing to pay you that the fastest path to do that and all my reading and all my listening it always comes back to some form of service based business so do you agree with that statement or do you see it differently or what are your thoughts on that oh i totally agree with that and you can, i could even see it at the micro level this past weekend my wife and i took our kids to a children's business fair mm-hmm. and every one of them was doing a product business and they were crafty and my daughter was making greeting cards and she sold them. But here's what was fascinating. Here's the answer. I think this goes back to the question mm-hmm. is that she invested $50 in supplies and then she ended up doing amazing. She sold like two cards for $5 and I think she sold 11 sets. So her total take was $55. And so when her brother asked her how she did, well, I made $5. And she's like, oh, that's not a great day. But think about it. She had to overcome that inertia of $50 invested before she could earn. So you have to go, you have to, you always have in a product-based business, you're, there's always some amount of overhead you're going to have to overcome mm-hmm. before you can start making profit. Now, in some service businesses, like you go out, you need to do excavation. You're probably going to have some of that as well because you're not, you go buy a big machine, but there are so many service companies like in one of the groups I I run, I mean, we had um, Bella Vasta come on and she's a pet sitter, a pet sitting dog walking business. And she has, she has a seven figure company and she's helped other dog walkers and pet sitters create six plus figure companies. Like <laughs> you're walking dogs. It's that much money. Yeah. Doesn't, there's not really any overhead. You don't even have to supply the leash. You just got to show up cleaning a house. One of my earlier podcast episodes was how to start your own solo cleaning business. And I think my number was like a thousand dollars tops. You can be in someone's house or in an office mm-hmm. cleaning for the potential of a thousand plus a month. So it's very, very low cost of entry. Products are also can also be low cost of entry, but you have to overcome that inertia, that overhead. But with that, there's a problem. Here's a downside to your, your question. Because service-based businesses are easier and easier to profit in, 
it also brings in a lot of riffraff. It brings in example, my industry. I love my industry. We had 30 to 40,000 new businesses entering the market every year. There, there is a, a, a neat path, a neat chart. I see it like boom, 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 steadily increasing, you know, ups and downs and, you know, in the, the cycles of, of business and okay. But COVID happens and everyone's like, oh, cleaning's big. We need to have good disinfecting and cleaning. Phew. Now it's 70,000. It's more than doubled. I'm like, well, I need to use my podcast as an educator. I need to, I feel compelled, burdened. I need to teach business owner mindset and leadership because so many are coming in without a proper mindset going into a business, a service-based business. So yes, it's the fastest path to profit. If you have a business owner's mindset and you've read those books that we were just talking about, if mm-hmm. you don't have a business owner mindset, if you don't have a platform builder's mindset going into even your own platform, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to probably- You're not going to succeed, probably. You're going to be frustrated. Okay. Yes. So that would be, so yes and no, I guess we'll say. Okay. So now uh, I want to build on my question there and and ask this because we're not just talking about service-based business in our discussion tonight. You know, this is platform launchers, right? So obviously there's a tie-in here with platforms. And so what I want to know is what prompted you to also delve into the world of developing a message-based online platform? Because you already had the service-based business it was doing well. You're already building an income. You had your your schedule figured out so that, you know, you a couple days a week was sufficient for you to, you know, manage the finances of your household and provide for your family's needs, right? And you have more kids than most people have. You have me beat by one, right? And yet there was something in you that said, I also want to develop a message-based online platform. So tell us how you got into that and how how you've married the two, the service-based business and the platform. Okay. This is a loaded question. I actually, (laughs) I have to actually go back to something I said before about not like, not liking to read books ever again. So um, I actually did redeem myself and I started a platform in 2010 and it created a book. So I wrote a book from 2010 right. to 2015. All right. So for those that are listening and can't see that, the book's oh, yeah. called Arctic Land by Ken Carfagno. All right. So this was something that I wanted to have my first platform. And it started, and I'm going to come back to the, the cleaning part because there's a, okay. a definite tie-in. I was cleaning and that income you referred to, it was a living wage. It was a full-time income. It was what I made when I was an engineer, but it we had a lot of debt and it wasn't really getting us there. I wanted something more and I was honestly fear of scaling. I didn't want employees. And so how can I carve out the most I can from the solo experience in cleaning? And I got to do something else for income. I felt the pressure, but also the pressure of needing the money also is not a healthy thing for wanting to build a platform, in my opinion. I think when you have kind of the, the strength of having a strong first thing that you're doing, and then you can go into the second one, and be willing to take risk and make mistakes without needing the money, you're going to be much better off. That's the experience I've had with it. So this book, it was just me. We, we love stories with the kids. I started making up stories from, from my oldest son, who's, who was five at the time. And here we go. Six months of this. And I got 20 hours of recorded stories. And dad, dad, turn it into a book. Hey, honey, put that into a book. I'm like, no, I don't know about a book. I don't like reading. I don't like, I did like reading. But I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. Along the way, I'm led and I, I meet some writers that end up meet, uh, mentoring me. 
editors show up. I join the SCBWI, Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. I become a pretty decent writer and I complete my first book and I didn't do any you know, five-year book launch kind of thing. I didn't do any marketing. I was just writing it and feel the dream style, build it and write it. And it's so cool. With people. It's really a unique concept in the book, but yet no one shows up. And I was really hoping that was going to be the career that got me out of cleaning. I remember joking with my writing mentor. He's like, you'll be able to hang up that mop soon, Ken. I'm like, yes. <laughs> and, and that didn't happen. And I was frustrated. And now the book launched in 2015. I started a platform called Dadnamics where I was starting to write blogs and do videos. And I was being a super goofy dad thinking, well, I'm going to start generating a group of people that follow me. I'm going to build a platform called Dadnamics. I'm going to tell them about the book. And maybe that's what you do. That'll turn into a YouTube channel and all these. I knew what I was doing. Well, I didn't have a podcast. I was just like mud in the wall, see what sticks. But that heartbeat behind it was I love doing this stuff. I love helping dads and I could do this. What if I could get paid to do it? It'd be amazing. Then I could quit cleaning, get all the time back, spend more time with my family. It was like this perfect dream. And then that wasn't really going anywhere. And then you get friends like Vincent Puglisi, like some of you may know Vincent, probably most of you do. And him yeah, and we've I- had, We've had Vincent on as a guest expert several months okay. ago. Okay, yeah. all right. So him and I go way back. We've been to, we met at a conference. We've been to conferences together. We've been good friends for a while. And I remember he and I had a conversation it was in late 2016. I was just starting to get onto some of these Facebook groups and like checking them out. And like, I never had cleaning groups on Facebook when I was starting this out in 2005 and 2006. And, but here they are, they're building up and there's all these people. How much do you price this for? What do you use to clean this? I'm like, oh dear goodness. Like seriously, this is what you're asking. I'm like, I wish I had that back then, but, and I would answer the questions that were like serious questions, like business strategy and leadership. I was curious and that, that kind of stuff was important to me. But I saw a need like there's some people that really don't know what they're doing in here. And I was sharing that with Vince. And he's like, why don't you start positioning yourself to try and coach them? Like, okay, why not? And going back to one of your comments, like the fastest, most profitable thing is what you already know. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to become a cleaning coach or have a cleaning platform. But I had been cleaning for about 13 years at this point. I was pretty good at it. I had carved out a nice little income from it, doing it myself. And I shared my numbers with people. And they're like, wow, how'd you do that? Conversations opened up, started a group, free group. People joined the group because they heard they watched my comments. I want to hear more about this guy. I didn't have anything to send him to. Just give me a call. Let's talk. I picked up a coaching client, picked up a second one, picked up a third one. Now I'm doing weekly, weekly coaching and cleaning of cleaners. Oh, cool. Extra money's coming in. But boy, this weekly coaching thing is getting a little bit boring. <laughs> like I'm getting tired. I don't I feel like I have a job. Like so much, I don't have to clean, but I got to sit at my desk on a phone for three hours. I'm like, I don't want to do that either. And then so many things and are kind of floating around all these ideas. There's this new concept of mastermind. You know, we're talking early 2017 now, and people are doing courses. Now, John, you were already doing all this stuff back then. You're a pro, but I'm like, wow, this could be something I could do. The mastermind idea sounds good. I wouldn't have to do individual coaching calls. I can get them all at one time <laughs> and just talk to them. And the courses, I could just record something once and they would just buy it. So I got I had the shiny objects. Like I could do all those things. And I just tried a bunch of stuff. And then you fast forward, the course, launched a course, eh, sold a couple, had a couple of coaching clients, launched a group later the year after, had 10 or 12 join. Wow, awesome. Grew it to, it morphed into a different group. 
And here I am kind of finding my spot along the way. I started a podcast. There's a cool story there. And then what has transpired since starting the podcast is that I really feel that if you were to ask me what my platform is before, I would have said, oh, well, it's uh, for cleaning. I'm doing this and I'm helping. I have a mastermind. I, I would say now the center of my of the platform is the podcast. The podcast is the center of the platform. Truly believe that. And everything, as you would teach, John, waterfalls from the podcast. And it just simplifies everything. And now in the past year that I've been, we've been actively growing our local cleaning company. I don't have the pressure to go build the side thing, but now the side thing's growing much better, picking up a couple of sponsors, adding more members. I feel like I have a lot more freedom and I could take more risk. I could try things out with the show. I can, I, I it's, it's just, I feel like I've got nothing holding me down. Like I, I can, I can fly. So yeah, th- there's a lot there, right? Oh, totally. Well, well, let me ask you, wh- which platform elements do you have in place right now? All right. So we have a podcast. All right. We have courses. Okay. Podcast courses. What else? A membership group. Okay. Some affiliates. You, still, aff- you, you have affiliates. You also have sponsors. I, spon- I have sponsors. Okay. Are you still doing coaching? I don't currently have a one-on-one coaching right now, but okay. so you're I was- mainly doing that through the membership then. Yeah, I don't do one-on-one things. I, oh, I hear I do. I do workshops, so okay. people will pay me one-offs for workshops. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't written any books for this platform, but I certainly could. So right. that's those are the elements of of the platform. So that yeah, that's a, that's at least six things if I counted right. Yeah, like yeah. you have at least six legs to your platform, which is great. And that's and I, you don't have to give like specific numbers, but as far as a, a percentage of your income, your platform is a good contributor, isn't it? I haven't actually calculated it. It's probably a quarter of it. Okay. So you have so your service-based business is about 75% of your income and your platforms become 25%. Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Okay. That's pretty cool. So in our final moments here, this interview, and, it, and then we'll go into some Q&A with our, our members club. I just want to just kind of pick your brain with one last thing. All right. So if someone's listening to the podcast here, or if somebody is is in our members club and is thinking about this, and they're thinking about doing a combination of a service-based business and an online platform, what counsel would you give to them? You know, is there like a, some summary counsel or some, you know, just really useful advice that you could give for someone that that wants to follow the model that you've been following? I want to tell a story at the, po- at the podcast movement in Orlando 2019. I was in a room. I had not started my podcast yet. I was doing the mem- doing some of the other elements of the platform. And a man spoke. His name is Brian Orr. And he had a HVAC business, so service business. And he had a podcast, HVAC School. Interesting. He shared the story of how he just wanted to do this podcast because he loved the industry. He knew the industry. And he was just going to teach things that he knew and learned. He never knew if anyone would find it. Well, this built a cult-like following of HVAC people from around the country, around the world. He had his own shirts. People followed him. He had a YouTube channel. He was earning thousands a month on YouTube. He had memberships. And then I heard this too. He said, yeah, I've even had people leave one state, come all the way across the country 
and come work for me because they found my podcast. So like they love the podcast so much. They're like, I would want to work for that guy. Mm. And I, what is going on here? Three months later, I had smart cleaning school, HVAC school, smart cleaning school launched. Mm -hmm. I also at that same time started local networking because we were, we had a, a first cleaning company in New York. I didn't mention this for New York for six, uh, for 14, 15 years, sold that moved back to the Philadelphia area, started a new company, really got it started in 2019. So at the time we started the podcast, started the cleaning business as well. The podcast was, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to share what I'm doing as I build my second business. I've been teaching people how to do it. I'm actually going to do it. And that was good counsel from a mastermind in Tennessee, Jennifer. And that was the motivation. But here's what I have found along the way. And this is where your, your, your question. I had no idea that being a cleaning podcaster being a podcaster in general, having a platform. When I'm in these local networking groups, hi, I'm Ken Carfagno, Carfagno Commercial Cleaning with the, the C3 experience, all five levels of the C3 experience for small professional offices. And I'm the host of the Smart Cleaning School podcast, coaching cleaning companies nationally. People are like, what? I started getting invited because I've been doing Zoom. I've been doing all these aspects of a platform. I can do these Zooms in my sleep and no one else knew how to during COVID. Let's bring Ken the cleaner on to teach webinars to our, to our chamber of commerce. Okay. The podcaster, get him in here. Hey, we need some advice. My expertise in using zoom and, and podcasting and all these skills, I didn't realize were so valuable. Like within the communities I was a part of online, everyone did it in platform launches. You're all doing it. It's no big deal. Put yourself in your community. You will be a purple cow. Like Seth Godin says, and I didn't realize how much that would make me stand out and set, my, set myself apart as this is a guy. What? He has a cleaning company and all this. We need to learn from this guy. I didn't know how much the podcast was going to help my local service business. Only because they're the same branding. It's an extension of the other. I also didn't realize how much the local bit cleaning business was going to help the platform. Because for me to have credibility to run a platform on cleaning, I kind of have to have a credible business in cleaning, <laughs> which I'm currently doing. And so that Venn diagram or that, that synergy, like the, the Clydesdale horse thing, right? You've got one horse, it pulls a 5,000 pound load. You put two together. No, it's not 10,000. It hitches about 25,000, I believe is what the, what the numbers are. But you, when I did these two side by side, I don't know how much faster this allowed me to grow the no like, and trust ability of me as a local business person. But for sure, having this, the building of the platform for those couple of years prior to starting a cleaning business and having all the podcasts and stuff in place, that accelerated the growth of my local service business. And it still is today. And my interviews for cleaning team members, they have to listen to two of my podcasts because they talk about our company core values, mission and vision. They can't even get to an interview without listening to multiple podcasts. And they're like, cleaning company has a pot. I have had people say to me, yeah, I listen to podcasts. I was actually shocked there was a podcast for cleaning. And that has been such a pleasant surprise. And again, it works both ways. So that advice would be, if you're doing something successfully right now, there's fruit on that tree. And if you're reaching for a platform like I did, make sure that you go all in 
on that platform that you're reaching for. I make, I'm going to come back to this someday. But when I was already doing cleaning, it was not a far reach. I was already an expert. I've been doing it for 15 years. I was already credible. So for me to start something, it was just an extension, like just a little veer. And now they work together with a, like a symbiotic relationship. So the advice, I think my, my overall advice would be acres of diamonds is that your riches are right there you know, in your backyard. What you're already doing, you're already equipped for the things that you're going to be called to do. So find those skills that you're already great at and develop your platform right from there. And if it happens to be very similar to what you're, if you're in a service business, if they're very similar, that's going to be much better than you think. Nice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even as you're describing, you know, some of the things that you've been doing there, it's obvious that you're the platform that you developed, it, it basically added an extra layer of authority to what you were doing in your other business. It just made you an even more credible individual to many people. But this was great, Ken. Thank you so much for, for being a guest on Platform Launchers. In just a second, we're going to transition to some Q&A with our members club. So to our podcast audience, thank you so much for joining us today. We're grateful to have you. If you are not a member of Platform Launchers yet, we'd encourage you to take a two-week test drive. You can do that for free at platformlaunchers.com. You could access the full hour-long video of our training calls and, and the whole training vault that's actually getting rather full with a whole bunch of things. And you get to join our forums and you get to join our live calls, but you can try it for free for a couple of weeks if you'd like. And that's at platformlaunchers.com. And if you want to follow up with Ken Carfagno, our guest expert this week, I know you could go to smartcleaningschool.com. And, and Ken, is there any other ways that you'd like people to follow up with you or, or connect with you if they desire to do so? Oh, definitely. Number one, go to the podcast, Smart Cleaning School podcast. And if you want to see what the cleaning company is, just go to c3xnow.com. All right, c3xnow.com. All right, podcast listeners, we'll catch you next week, and we look forward to talking to you then. All right, that's where we're going to finish for today. If you'd like to watch the full 60-minute video replay of this training call, be sure to visit platformlaunchers.com. And if you aren't already a member, you're always welcome to take a free test drive to see how we can help you build, grow, and monetize your online platform. But thanks for spending a little time with us today, and we look forward to catching up with you again next time.